Good evening, America, and welcome to the story of America. Today's episode is continuing the trend on the preservation of a nation, which I have started a few days ago. Now, this episode, like the other episodes, is very different in its nature, as this episode is a letter that I have written to the Congress of the United States of America, and no, I would say to the government of the United States of America on the principles of freedom and its cost. So tonight, on this particular episode, I'll be reading this letter, and then I'll be talking about it in greater detail at the end of the reading. So let me, let me commence on the principles of freedom. I am compelled by the God dwelling within me to write this letter of the utmost importance on the principle of freedom, as I have said recently in my previous stories, that the preservation of America is the preservation of freedom under God. I have been met, as well as many others, with great injury and usurpation of the freedoms to which the Constitution ought to guarantee. How long then will we, the free people of this once great nation, no still great nation, be subject to the gravest of injury before our enshrined and unalienable rights? How long will we, the people, endure these evils? Long since past have these atrocities been sufferable, yet we prolong our suffering, continuing to believe fossils will change for our betterment. I write this letter today to remind you the free and free-thinking children of America and our most holy God, the principles of freedom in all its form, and just as our founders did more than 240 years prior, I will submit the facts for all men and all time to see. On this, the 11th day of January in the year 2021, the day of our Lord, I say the Congress, nay, the very government itself should be and by all amicable means and of right of freedom ought be totally and completely abolished and renewed afresh completely. Let the facts of these usurpations now be submitted. You, the Congress of the United States, have robbed the American people through absurd and unwarranted nor represented taxation and direct violation towards the Constitution. You, the Congress of the United States, have instituted unfair laws targeting those of Christian faith and small business, rendering them destitute. You, the Congress of the United States, have repeatedly, without cease, aided the insurrections of our foreign invaders while ensuring, at the dime of the good people of these states of the United States of America, the security of foreign lands. In doing so, you, the Congress, have committed the very definition of treason against these states as it is written in Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution, for hailing domestic insurrections against we, the free people of the United States, for the destruction of our coin through dependency upon foreign unskilled slave labor, for rallying towards the detriment of the people's protected right to assemble and protest in the halls of Congress. You, the judiciary, have repeatedly ceased have repeatedly caused and tried great injury to these people of the United States by refusing to take cases of election meddling out of our most sacred of laws, by refusing to enforce the constitutional dealings of our election laws, is to be made past. 
by overturning the rules of the legislature to support one insurrectionist group before us over another, by refusing to act in cases of clear treason and high, and high crimes by members of Congress and the Department of Justice, by refusing to redress the issues and chaos of election tampering and blatant illegalities, and you, the Presidents of the United States of America, have caused repeated injury over the years with some administrations having abused power to the realm of which even the despots of old will have cringed to. By the creation of internment camps in times of war, by the implementation of the welfare state designed to render a generation, dare I say even a race of people to complete and utter poverty and government dependency. By, it, by the implementation of minimum wage, effectively neutering the rights of the free people to earn the wage to which the skills they have acquired are deserving. By forcing, by the forcing of unconstitutional taxation of voluntary health care, by the removal of our allegiance to God's chosen people, the Israelites, by levying repeated war against the interests and wishes of these, the people of the United States by funding institutions and completely by funding institutions of and completely against the inalienable rights to guarantee life these abuses haven't been haven't been too numerous to list them all we the people have suffered enough and having been given repeated petition only to be met with injury and tyranny give you the congress the task and chance to amend these issues or step down and fully dissolve this congress freedom is to america what war is to aries without freedom america is done the idea and concept of liberty is the truth that has held us together as a country all these years the freedom to worship our god almighty the freedom to speak my mind, the freedom to assemble with like-minded people, the freedom of a fair and balanced press. Each of these have now been lost. The First Amendment to the Constitution says, and I quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or the press, or the right of the people to peacefully, to peaceably assemble, and to petition government for a redress of grievances. End of quote. In the past decade, Congress has passed legislation prohibiting and banning the open practice of religion. They have completely banned particular words and now the entire right to assemble in whichever forum we may find comfort in. We petitioned that the Congress would redress such grave offense and are met as King George III. When freedom is the right to complete and protect its speech and thoughts thereof how is it that the Congress has not written laws prohibiting those public platforms from censoring said speech? Now instead, members of Congress jeer them on and cheer as millions have lost their voices permanently.
I charge you to realize that for these principles to which all Americans are guaranteed, we will not lay dormant and allow you to suffocate our freedom. The principles of freedom are too valuable. Let us list a few of these rights which you have obstructed. The freedom to practice religion in any setting. The freedom to use words which may or may not be offensive, such as man or male or gay, etc., etc. The freedom to provide for one's family by the means of hunting or fishing. The freedom to dress as we see fit in public forums. The freedom to own property without threat of removal by some levied taxes. The freedom to perform certain non-commercial activities without license, such as fishing. The freedom to browse the public domain of the internet without threat of jail. The freedom to express one's opinion on issues of election fraud. Now these are a few of the transcriptions that have been committed against us recently and our freedom. It is for these reasons that I write to you, the Congress, know the government officials as a whole of Washington, D.C., that you resign, each of you, effective immediately, without ability to run again. And when you do, the new Congress, having been implemented, shall evoke term limits, so that we may never be dealt this degree of tyranny again. I petition you to redress the grievances to which you have all destroyed our nation by completely abolishing this current Congress in its entirety. Each of you have failed to hear our voice. You each have actively moved against the will of the freedom in America and have moved to subvert all of our God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so I, as a citizen of the United States, hereby sign my letter a petition to abolish this Congress, no this government, for the betterment of all Americans, as so long as this government remains in power, freedom will never ring in America again, and the Constitution will never be upheld. Signed with the utmost contempt. Now, this letter that I've written is going to be mailed off to the Congress, to the White House, and to the Supreme Court. And I want to talk on a couple of issues for for a minute here. So let me talk on this issue for a minute here. With me having having written this letter, I write this letter because 
we have reached a point in our society where we have now become unable to express ourselves freely in our own country. The tech oligarchs have shown that they have absolute reign and absolute power and authority over all of us to the point where now they have completely subverted our rights in their entirety. Now, this country was formed and founded on the basis of liberty and life and the pursuit of happiness. It was found on the basis that no man nor woman should be able to take from us these certain unalienable rights which are endowed to us by our Creator, Almighty God. As it says within the Declaration of Independence, which, as you know, I always keep handy and keep next to me. Now, the Declaration of Independence says that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And now, here we are in a time when the voices of millions of Americans have been infringed and liberty has been killed. You know, a person like me, a simple person, a small voice in the community, I do my show now I do it every day. I post it every day. It takes about a day for episodes to actually reach other platforms. And it takes time for people to share things around for me to actually get traction. And as usual, I'm always my first view. I I watch it on a shadow account. Or well, actually, it's not a shadow account. It's my Spotify account. So that my view pays myself or my sponsorships which I do have commercials that come into my show, sponsorships that are sponsored by myself. And I get paid for those based upon the amount of viewers that I get. And though the views are not as big as, say, someone on YouTube has got 10,000 subscribers or 100,000 subscribers, I still do make a pretty sizable amount that's that can help get me through hard times if I should need if I should need it. But someone like me, I don't use platforms like Twitter and Instagram because I don't like how they limit what I can say. You know, years ago, a friend of mine encouraged me to join Twitter because he was there and he wanted to keep in contact. Now, me, I was opposed to social media. I didn't join Facebook until 2012. I, did, I didn't know what MySpace was for some time. I never created one, didn't know what it was. And by the time I had learned what MySpace was, the platform was already dead. Twitter, 
when I first joined Twitter back in 2012, I, I stopped my account, never posted a single thing because I didn't like the fact that Twitter forced me to follow people that I didn't know in order to create the account in the first place. And I didn't like the fact that Twitter limited me to being able to, being able to only to type 180 characters. And for me, that's difficult. Because when I type, I type full sentences. No, I don't do abbreviations. I don't do text language. Because I find it stupid that a person can go to school for 12 years. More of when you go to college, considering I went beyond grade school and went back and went into the academia and into colleges so I probably served maybe 18 years in school as a whole and I find it so stupid that people who are educated limit themselves to stupid little abbreviations of words that don't they don't even need abbreviations but for, for example the word babe which pisses me off to this day when the word babe is literally one word a difference or the word baby one one letter difference and they use the word bay as if they're too lazy to add the extra syllable you know when I hear the word babe the thing that the first thing that I think of is is a bay near the river, like the Bay of the Hudson River. That's the first thing I think of. I don't think of someone that's of an endearment term that sounds so repugnant and stupid to me. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can get sidetracked on that. But well, let me go back on, let me go back and focus on my point when I talk about the principles of freedom and the principality that we have here as it relates to that. You have a you have a platform like Parler, which the media, the liberals, the ones who have infringed upon our freedoms and tried to censor us, they told us, make your own platform where you can have freedom of speech with no rules. Make your own platform, they said. And so we did. And what did they do? They deleted it they blocked it and banned it from ever being used I created my Paula account three days ago and now I can't access it because it's been removed the the, the liberals the Democrats the Congress they scream out for the companies Amazon the host of these platforms to completely censor the voice of the American people. And so, when I try to log into my account now, I learn and find out that not only is my account deleted, the entire platform itself and the 70 million people that use the, the platform are completely erased. We cannot use the platforms of Twitter. We can't use the platforms of Facebook. We can't use the platforms on Google and YouTube 
to have our to exercise our freedom to be able to speak what we want. If you, like I, witnessed and seen with your own eyes the issues within our recent election, and you went to YouTube and you tried to uh, to air that grievance, if you tried to to address that issue, your video will be deleted and your account will be suspended because these oligarchs have decided that they are the ones that should tell you what you are free to think. Now it is true that the Congress has not directly written a law that has caused us to lose our freedom of speech in these forums and platforms. But it is also true that the Congress has not done anything to prevent it. Because you see, in the recent Congress, in the recent uh, stimulus package, which was part of a greater omnibus bill and, the, and defense spending bill, there was a clause to eliminate Section 230, which would force companies like Google and Twitter and Facebook to be public how do, how do I say this? Publishers, not platforms, but publishers because they have entered into the role of a publisher by deciding and determining who should be allowed to speak and who shouldn't. And if Congress had amended and removed Section 230, Google and Facebook and these other tech companies would not be able to subvert the freedom of Americans. Another grave issue in this comes from the Obama administration as they surrendered control of the internet to foreign nations overseas when America still had possession of the internet the internet was largely a free place for people to be able to express themselves in, in whatever way they see fit from pubescent boys on reddit saying the most outrageous things and having their little anime debates and debacles of the nature to the more serious nature of paleontology and studies of science where people have discourse or to into the political world where people are sharing political beliefs and political ideals but now what we see is completely and wholly different because now what we see is, is a people that have complete and total power and complete and total control over every aspect of our lives. When you buy a phone today, whether it's an Apple product or it's an Android product, you don't have the choice as to whether or not you want YouTube on your phone. You don't have the choice whether or not you want Google on your phone. You don't have the choice whether or not you want the Apple Store on your phone, the Play Store on your phone. You don't have a choice in those matters. When you go to the internet browser and you're searching for items, you don't have a choice whether it's Google or Bing 
Safari, you don't have a choice in the matter. Your choice has been made for you. You know, I used to be able to go onto the Google before all of these Black Lives Matter bullshit started happening. I used to be able to go on Google and I used to be able to type in a phrase about black on black violence and video after video, article after article would show up of blacks in America massacring each other. You type in the same line on Google now and you will have to search through 200 pages before you can find the first article of black on black violence. They have completely determined the way that you should think. If you don't see what you're searching for within the first two or three pages on Google, you assume that what you're searching for doesn't exist. When in reality, Google just moved it to the end of the search engine. So you have to go through all pages before you can find what you're looking for. If you have different opinions than they do, they have decided that you have no right and no place to speak your mind on any platform. As I do my podcast, and as small as my voice is, because of my support of the president, because of my support of freedom in the nation, my my platform, my podcast, may very well be banned from ever being allowed on Spotify. Apple Podcasts still won't take it. Google Podcast, I'm on I'm on there, I'm on Breaker Audio, Radio Public. I'm on, but because of that, and these companies coming out saying that that if you have any support for the president, they will ban your podcast, they'll ban your radio shows. They'll completely remove your websites from the from the internet. So as small as my voice is, even my small voice isn't safe. Because I don't have the same opinions that they do. And they can and they control the web of information that I am allowed to access. So at any point in time, for any reason or no reason at all, they completely they can completely at any time strip from me my freedom to be able to speak my mind. And then with no platform to be able to speak freely. Where will we be able to speak? You know, in my letter, I said that we have the rights to the freedom of religion as it's enshrined in the Constitution and Article 1 of the amendments of the Constitution. Now, some may say, well, we do have that right. I argue differently. You see, the Congress over the past decade and a half have completely tried to erase our religion from us. What I mean by that is, when I was in high school, no, actually middle school, this was some 10, 15 years ago. When I was in middle school, okay, 
on Wednesdays and Tuesdays before school would begin in the in the gym in the auditorium of the gym there would be a large prayer meeting large Bible study meeting where they encouraged us the students to go to these prayer meetings and the way they got us to go there was they had donuts because you know heathenous little middle schoolers don't want to hear the word of God so they enticed us with food for us to go there but it was completely voluntary I went a few times I didn't go all the time because at the time at that point in my life I was more ashamed or should I not want to say ashamed but I was embarrassed to be publicly seen holding my Bible or, or being a part of those things because you were shunned in school to have any faith in God you were shunned for that you were made fun of ridiculed and bullied for your religion so in my in my mind when I was in middle school it was safer for me to abstain from openly expressing my religion than it was for me to do so as I've gotten older I realized that that was completely the wrong move and wrong decision to make but that was 15 15 12 years ago 10 years ago maybe I don't know it's been a long time though 2006 2007 long time ago but now at the same school that I attended it is against the rules to pray before the football games when it used to be tradition it is against the rules to have a Bible in school it is against the rules to have in God we trust in the picture frame on the walls of the classrooms it is against the rules to have religious speech of nearly any kind on the on the school campus even at the college that I attended it is against the rules to do so unless you are attending the chapel and the chapel is only open on Sundays so the only people that would be able to go to the chapel would be people that decided to come back to school on their off day or the people that lived on the dorm at the same time Congress has passed legislation to remove the need to swear allegiance under God when going to trial you know we used to say when we place our hand on the Bible, that you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, or nothing but the truth to help you, God. Now we no longer do that. We no longer swear upon the Bible. We just raise our right hand and say, Do you swear to, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Sounds very simple. You know, that doesn't, sound, doesn't sound too bad. But, but the fact of the matter is that they 
removed, so help you God, shows the animus and hatred towards religion, which they, the Congress, as it is written in the Constitution, shall not infringe or prohibit. The Constitution says that they can't even make any laws against it. Article 1 of the amendments, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. But it is now against the law to openly pray in a public forum, in a public setting, in a public venue. And since this COVID stuff happened, my goodness, you give an inch, they take a mile. But in this case, you give an inch, they take kilometers. As they have completely gone nuts. And the fact that they have banned people from being able to go to church, from being able to express their worship in the tabernacles and in the synagogues and in the buildings established for Christ but it is perfectly legal and it is perfectly okay for you to go to the strip club in a time of pandemic where bodily fluids are exchanging all over the place at the strip club but you can't go to church and praise the Lord Not the Congress make a law? No. But they but they sent police officers to enforce these mandates, these orders. To remove people from church. In fact, you've had churches been burned down, churches being closed permanently as a result. So don't tell me that Congress has not in some way indirectly made laws to prohibit the free exercise of religion. Abridging the freedom of speech. Congress is, cheer is cheering and praising these tech technocrats as they completely abolish our rights to be able to speak freely. In fact, they are calling for more people to be permanently banned and suspended for having different views than they do. You know, as I was at work today, I was talking to a, to one of my coworkers. He's older than I, and he's white. He's a Democrat. And he said to me, what are you going to do on, on that over there with of the white supremacists and 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 the neo-nazis what are you going to do when they come when they come after you and hang you on a tree and i said to him you do realize that the Ku Klux Klan was created by the Democrats. You do realize that they are still Democrat. 
He's like, oh, well, no, it's the death, those are Dixiecrats. No, no. The states didn't change. Over. It never happened. Mississippi didn't go Democrat, didn't go Republican until the 80s. I should know. I've been living here all my life. But I told him, I says, you are calling these people racist. But do you not think it's racist for you, a white man, to tell me, a black man, what my thoughts ought to be because they don't align with yours? Sounds to me like you think that white people should know best for me. Now, if that's not the very definition of racism, then I don't know what is. You talk on issues of race. The only people that even mention race in this modern age are Democrats. They run on race. They need race to divide people so that they can get votes through feelings rather than based upon policy. You know, to this day, I have yet to find a single Democrat that can tell me the reason why they voted for the politician they chose. Can't find a single one that can tell me why they voted for Joe Biden. I can't find a single one that, that will tell me why they voted for well, here, in, here in Mississippi, why they voted for Mike Epsby. Of course, Mike Epsby didn't win in Mississippi, but I, but I can't find a single one that can tell me why they did so. I know why they voted for Mike Epsby here in Mississippi. At least I know why the black people did. They voted for Mike Epsby because he's black. They didn't care what part, what what his policies were. They don't even know what his policies were. Most of them are old people that don't even use the internet. So they didn't. They, they don't know what his policies are. He's, he's just, he's black and he's Democrat. That's the only reason they need it. I've heard people say, well, Biden will do a better job with COVID than Trump did. Well, what did Biden say that he was going to do that was any different than what Trump did? When, when Biden was given the chance to deal with a pandemic, he was given the chance to deal with the swine flu, and he failed miserably at it. We didn't get a vaccine for years for swine flu. We got a vaccine for coronavirus in the same year that the virus came out, within seven months, actually. That's that's scientifically unheard of typically it takes five between four and five years maybe three and five years I'm sorry for a vaccine to be developed and go through all the trials and phases of testing and approval by the FDA so where is the policy that you chose to vote for. 
Joe Biden didn't even do any campaigning. So of course you don't have a reason to vote for Joe Biden. You don't know what he was what he was for because he didn't campaign. He didn't go outside. He didn't tell you what he was running on. So that's the reason why nobody can tell me why they voted for him. Now, do they have every right to vote for him? Absolutely. I have no problem with the fact that they that they voted for him. I would just ask. Why did they vote in the manner that they did? For what policy did you believe that Joe Biden would make your life better did you vote for? That's the only question that I have asked in all of this. That being said, the press freedom of press you know there was a time in America where the press was to be free fair and balanced unbiased when the press was not they were called yellow page journalist and many different times throughout our nation's history have these yellow page journalists been arrested by presidents of the United States because they were subverting the free press of the people of the United States to free, fair, and unbalanced and unbiased information. The press today isn't full of yellow page journalism. The press is not free. The press is not fair. The press is not unbiased. It's not balanced. You know, I love commentary TV show. I like to listen to some of the commentary on primetime. But when it comes to reporting, there should be no commentary in reporting. There should be no decision making as to what to report or what not to report. It should all be relevant and open, free, unbiased information granted to the American people so that they may know exactly what's going on in their nation so that they may make an informed decision when they go to the polls. The press has actively been working against the American people, trying to divide the American people, all because they are in bed with the Democrats and in bed with the technocrats, the oligarchs the monarchs and tech empires that have decided to become absolute despots of our country and dictate to us what rights we should have and should not have. You know, a few years ago, when I first started this, this was back in 2010, 2009. When I first started this, not this podcast, because I didn't didn't get internet or computer, until I was a junior in high school. But when I first started this, all of this information, seeking this, it was because me and my brother, we liked to play video games. So we would play video games together. And because of that, we would start to see things in the news feed of ours on 
on Facebook, not Facebook, but uh, YouTube. Things from Thunderfoot and Sargon of Akkad and the Amazing Atheist. People whom I have religious uh, issue with, but I can respect their opinions. And I can respect their, their freedom to choose not to believe. But as, I, but as I listen to a lot of them on some of these things like feminist frequency, as they completely destro- try to destroy the medium that brought me and my brother such childhood memories of fun and laughter through video games and the friends I made through video games, as they try to racialize and genderize and bastardize our video games. We couldn't play video games because they were sexist. Princess Peach is always a damsel in distress and Mario is always a hero. Man, God, it's the patriarchy. But they say nothing of Samus Aran, the bounty hunter from Metroid, whom all the way back in the 80s, one of the first female protagonists in video game history at the start of video games or at least the start of the modern age of video games and that's if you don't include things like the Pong machines from the 70s and 80s so here we are in this particular system that we live in where the information is becoming harder and harder for me for me to be able to find as the information that I use to make informed decisions is becoming harder and harder for me to be able to research you know Fox News was the only area that you could get a fair media the last four years. If you went to CNN, they didn't cover any of the president's rallies. They misrepresented everything that he said. He would say things, and I quote, that there were fine people on both sides and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists. Those people should be totally condemned completely. But there were fine people on both sides. End of quote. President Trump at, at Charlottesville. And they'll completely take out the part where he says that the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists should be completely and utterly condemned. And just say, there's fine people on both sides. The president's a racist. And they called themselves fair and, unbi- fair and unbiased news. CNN's been dead for 20 plus years as a news network. Completely. I mean, that's why, even as a child, I always found something strange about CNN. I never liked it. My grandmother watches it religiously when I was young. And I never, I never understood why I didn't like it. But as I got older, I began to realize the reason why I didn't like it was because it was full of lies. The worst type of lies. 
lies that spin the truth to force you to believe something completely different than what was actually reality. Those are the worst type of lies. And so, moving on, the freedom, the right of the people to peaceable assemble. Now, what happened at the Capitol was a peaceful demonstration. Did they break windows? Yeah, they broke windows. Those things are those things are replaceable, easy to fix. It's very easy to fix a broken window. When they went to the Capitol, the Capitol, which is a building that belongs to we the people, they went there to the Capitol peacefully. There was no violence. There was no one injured other than the protesters, of four of which were killed. But the same people that are crying and screaming that this is violence had nothing to say. And as a matter of fact, they had the exact opposite to say. When, when literally people throughout the summer has been praising and championing the violence that happened. 257 people murdered this summer as a result of riots. $2.5 billion worth of damages. Businesses that will never open again because they were burned to the ground. People, people dying. David Dorn shot, killed, dead. Over a whole bunch of bullshiggity. That's been going on here. There was nothing that they had to say about any of this. Nothing at all. And when we petitioned the government to redress the grievances, instead, they changed the rules of the House and of the Senate to forbid, or at least to make it exceptionally difficult to redress grievances by our petition. I mean, is this what we have come to as a nation of free people? These principles of freedom that we have made our country for? I, I fail to understand how we get here to this point. You know, I could go on and on and talk around in circles on this particular issue. But I'm going to move on. I'm going to move past this because I have other episodes to write. It's good every now and again to just go on a rant like I did yesterday. Without having to write 
an entire episode in a, within a few hours. You know, it takes a lot of research to do a lot of this stuff. But it, it just takes time. And you know, I write these letters, my voice being as small as it is, because one person can make a difference. And though that person may not be me, that person may be somebody inspired by me to make that difference. And so I continue to do this because this is all a part of this great story of America that we should let freedom ring throughout all time. Thank you for listening to the story of America. And stay tuned for next time when we tackle the issues of the cost of freedom. <laughs>